Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hello to everybody who needs to replace their sump pump. It's beautiful, anonymous, one hour. One phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. I know not everybody loves the long intro, although I will tell you, a lot of people tell me that they really do enjoy them. Uh, That being said, if you're not looking for the intro, I'll just very humbly ask you to check out BeautifulAnonymous.com, our new uh, subscription offering. And in the meantime, if you want to skip ahead, you're going to want to skip about eight minutes, and then you'll be coming right up on that phone call. So thanks so much, and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. I feel lucky, as always, to be doing this, especially because right now I get a break from my day. Let me tell you about my day is I woke up real early because the heat came on and it sounded weird. And then my wife said, it smells bad in our house. And I went into our basement to see what was going on with the heater and realized the problem was that the heater, like everything else in our basement was in almost two feet of water. So I'm taking a break from trying to get water out of a basement to come talk to you lovely people. It's a joy to talk to everybody. It's a joy. It's a reminder to me. I'm being facetious and I'm venting a little bit because legit, I'm wearing a bathing suit right now because I've been in my basement and it necessitates a, a bathing suit. It's wild. But there is so much truth to the idea of I get to take a little break for a while and come up and remember that ultimately what is entertainment, especially podcasting, if not an ability to take a breath and step away from the things that are bothering you and ailing you and freaking you out. And I get to have a little moment where this intro is that for me. And I'm so psyched that I get to talk to all of you and want to let everybody know. So. It's been very cool to see everyone signing up at beautifulanonymous.com for Beautiful Anonymous Plus. Reminder that what you get for that is there's one tier where for five bucks a month, you uh, get five extra questions with each caller. For the $10 a month tier, you get that and a follow-up with a past caller each month and access to a phone number that's only for people who are part of that tier at Beautiful Anonymous Plus. And I want to let you know, for everybody who's been asking, this week you should see uh, an audio message go out in your feed if you're at that top tier, and it'll give you that private phone number for the month. It'll let you know the day and time that we're planning on recording. It might be a couple days because I need to get the water out of my basement. But that being said, 
it's going to be a very fun thing. So if you sign up at that tier, which if you buy for the annual, that $10 tier goes from being 120 bucks to 75 bucks for a year. So incredible way to support the show. And it gives you 12 chances to get that private phone number, which will change each month, which means if you've ever wanted to be on the show, you're no longer competing with the entirety of the internet. You're just competing with the other couple hundred people who are signed up at Beautiful Anonymous Plus. And right now, we are up to, drumroll please, 416 people. So that's an improvement from last week. Still not great. I've been told it was, quote, slightly below projections, but not enough to be embarrassed about. So I'll take that. Beautifulanonymous.com to sign up at Beautiful Anonymous Plus. What else do I need to let you know? I've got some live shows coming up. I'm doing stand-up in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and Jersey City, New Jersey, and San Francisco, California. I'm also doing improv shows in San Francisco. I'm doing Portland, Oregon, January 28th, and February 15th, I'll be out in Vancouver, Canada, as part of Just for Last Vancouver. That one uh, will be cool. Love all those cities. All of these will be cool. Um... If you want tickets for any of those, of course, chrisgeth.com, and it would be a joy to see you. So go to chrisgeth.com if you're in any of those cities. You can get tickets to come see me live. What else did I want to tell you about? I wanted to tell you, again, at this point, you can clear. I'm clearly just delaying, so I don't have to just go back to trying to pump water out of my basement. But I also wanted to let you know that I had a a really fascinating conversation where ran into somebody who worked at my old network and it was a joy to see him. He was a really, really good guy. And it was, it was interesting to now he no longer is there. I am no longer there. We were catching up a little bit and he was, he was kind of spilling some tea, uh, not in a gossipy way, but just, we were able to talk being both people who were there in the beginning of beautiful anonymous. And I did find out that before we launched Apparently, there was market research done on our show and the predictions of how it was going to go were so dismal that there was a thought of, should we even release this? And the guy I was talking to is one of the people who said, yes, we should, because creatively, it's a good thing. Let's stop worrying about crunching numbers all the time. And then, as you know, here we are seven years later, and this thing has been a roller coaster ride, but has been an unqualified success and has changed my life forever. And I think has meant a lot to a lot of people listening. So no one believed in this thing at the start. And I just seven years later found out that they almost didn't even release it because no one believed in it except me. And then all of you. So thank you as always for that. And again, I don't want to be too big of a shill, but beautiful anonymous plus beautifulanonymous.com. If you want to support us, especially now that we're independent, it's an extension of the show that if you are a fan, you can buy that annual package and it keeps it really affordable. Give it to yourself as a Christmas gift. And you know what happens is you just get a more well-rounded show and one that I think really honors what I've come to learn our fan base enjoys. And I can't thank everybody enough. Okay, I'll shut up about it and I'll start talking about this week's episode. It's very cool. Very cool. Our caller, I, I'm going to say right out of the gate that there's probably things I dropped the ball on. There's questions that should have been asked. There's reactions that I probably messed up on. And I say that because as a white 
dude living in America, that's always going to be the case. And I don't think there's anything, I don't think that makes me a social justice warrior to point out that I live in a northeastern liberal area that's pretty much part of the New York City metro area that I got it pretty good. I got it pretty good. So to learn about people who have walked a different path, come from a different place, is really, really fascinating. Our callers from New Zealand, we've had a couple callers from New Zealand before, but our caller, it's this nice thing where we talk a lot about life in New Zealand, but also specifically our caller has indigenous roots, Maori roots. And it's beautiful to be able to ask about some of the more surface level stuff that I know as, as just somebody who tries to be an attentive human being who's fascinated by other people and then to cut a little deeper and find out what's beyond that. And we go back and forth and we talk about art and we talk about teaching and we talk about your roots and we talk about how you express your roots and how you tap into that culture and how you stay in touch with your ancestors. And it's, it, really lovely and the caller was so cool and then again beautifulanonymous.com those five questions at the end one of the joyous things about those is we focus so much on a small number of topics in the hour-long phone call and then we get five totally random ass disparate ones that follow that up so it's a beautiful thing anyway thanks to our caller thanks to you for listening thanks for supporting thanks for being one of the people who got on board and helped this show defy the low expectations that were set for it by the powers that be. I don't pay attention to the powers that be. I pay attention to my gut. And my gut told me that this was going to be a good thing that people might get something out of. And I'm so happy that's been the case. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to put my rubber boots back on. And I'm going to try to dry out my basement. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm excited to talk to you. Fantastic. Pleasure to talk to you too. Where are you from, might I ask? Um, oh, yes, of course. I'm from Aotearoa. New Zealand. Oh, from New Zealand. That's Uh cool. Americans have... We love New Zealanders. You know this, right? You've picked up on this? We're fascinated by New Zealand? Uh Yeah. uh, People love New Zealand. and, and And I love that people love New Zealand. But I think that... I think that the version that everyone sees is like the postcard version. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, we romanticize it. We have this romanticized yeah. vision of New Zealand. Yes. I yeah. And but the postcard version is still it, you know? But it's just I don't know. It's 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 layered. Yeah. Yeah. Well it's nice to talk yeah. to you. <laughs> you too. What would you like to talk about today? Oh, um, I can talk about anything, but I'm being, I kind of not talk too fast. So I'll just put it out there that I have a tendency to talk too quick, especially if I'm a bit nervous and excited. So I'm, I'm trying really hard. So you let me know if I'm too quick. 
you're crushing it now, but I, I can feel you actively slowing it down for me. I do feel that. You can, you can feel it? Good, because I, I am actively doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So. What would you like to talk about? What would I like to talk about? Let's see. I've talked with, <laughs> I've talked with New Zealanders about New Zealand before on the show. How do you feel? Okay, here's a question I don't think I've asked. Uh, this will kick something off, mm-hmm. I'm sure. How do you feel as a New Zealander that there's a mm-hmm. lot of stories right now, and to be fair, I don't know how true they are, mm-hmm. but you hear that a lot of like ultra-rich people are buying apocalypse farms in New Zealand. Is this a true thing? Oh, oh! I haven't. Uh, it probably is. I haven't heard that. I thought you were going to ask about our politics at the moment because that's a real oh, swear word show. It's not good right now. But I don't know about the apocalypse farms. We've got a lot of farms, so people could definitely go with no one knowing. I feel like if you're super rich, New Zealand is a very popular place <laughs> to go buy land to hide during the apocalypse. Apocalypse bunkers. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Right. I found an article yeah, yeah, yeah. So on was... CNN.com. How New Zealand became an apocalypse escape destination for Americans. Wow. I'm not surprised, though, because we've, like, the, the, obviously you would have seen, like, the mountains, very vast. And Lord of the Rings showed us, like, much, a lot of land, and it's not that expensive to buy. It should be, though, because, unfortunately, speaking as an Indigenous person, it, none of it should really be up for sale. But, yeah, I'm not surprised by that fact. Yeah. Bunch of rich Americans coming in <laughs> to survive off of your native land. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, at which point do I, like, do I, like, cultural politics drop drop the bomb? And it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It's, we're, we're, a bit, we're a really sticky place for that. Um, I, and I know that both New Zealand and Australia have really, um, yeah, made efforts and not always nailed it. I would say that's my cursory. I haven't read uh-huh. up on it a ton, but there's been major efforts <laughs> and they have not always crushed it is my understanding. I, yeah, I think that's a really, really good way to put it. I, I, um, yeah, that's a, I think that's a really good way to put it. They, there's definitely been efforts throughout history, but there's just so much injustice to undo that I think it will take beyond my lifetime. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And can I ask, so you're indigenous, um, please pardon any ignorance. I I would hope that you feel a lot Uh of freedom to correct any ignorance I might put forward. Um, I will. Yeah. I I'm familiar. I know that I don't know if all New Zealand indigenous or if there's one, um, portion of New New Zealand Indigenous people, Maori, uh, Maori. Yeah, yeah, that one, the second one. Um, yeah, the Maori people. So there's one. So there's one. Um, a culture that is we call it Tangata Whenua, and Tangata Whenua is um, Indigenous to 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 Aotearoa, and they're the Maori people. He killed it. He got it. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm glad I got that. Yeah. Here's yeah. the, here's the things you hear about the things that are mm-hmm. kind of famous worldwide. Um, mm-hmm. very beautiful and intricate culture of tattoos. Correct. 
Yes, correct. Yeah, uh, um, Hamoku. Beautiful. And I, I, my understanding is still, <laughs> still administered very often in traditional style. Yes, yeah, very much so. So you can um, anywhere on the body, and then wakini. So that's uh, women. They um, they get something called moko um, kowai, which goes on the chin. That's so cool. Do you, do you have any of those <laughs> of those types of tattoos? Um, also, Kristen, I I don't, but I am getting my first tamoko this summer. I'm nervous. I'm excited about it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. so cool. It's, it'll be my first tattoo. I got no tattoos. And so how? Do, it's my first one. How do you choose? what goes into that style of tattoo? I, I feel like it has to be a deeply meaningful thing to get your first one. Yeah, it is. Um, so the uh, uh, Pākehā get them too, and Pākehā is someone uh, in Aotearoa that's someone who is um, who, is, who lives here, obviously, and it's their home too, but they're not Māori. So Pākehā people also get it, and they will get, uh, I don't want to say generic because, I don't know if, if it can be, but they'll get a version of a generic one. Um, but for us, every line and every every um, I guess component of the design is um, your fucker papa, and fucker papa is um, that's a word that means like your lineage, your ancestors. So it kind of tells the story of your people. Wow. And you get that etched into your skin. You get something <laughs> that tells the story of your people on your yeah. skin. Yeah. And yeah. Do, yeah. Does this mean that if you're if you're acquainted well enough with the style of tattoo, like I, I imagine there might be experts in it, are they able to meet people and say, Oh, your your family has roots in this one particular area of New Zealand? Are are people able to uh, kind of read them yeah. and decode them? Oh, um, I think so certain, you ask such great questions. Sorry, I just had to put that out there. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I mean, I got to ask the good ones yeah, because do. I got to ask the good ones because I, I don't know. know if I'm going to get a chance to talk with someone about this ever again, you know? Oh, you might, though. Especially if you buy an apocalypse farm. Yeah, someday. Me raise my son out there <laughs> on this apocalypse farm out in New Zealand. Unfortunately, I'm... Apocalypse farm, living uh, it up. <laughs> I, I'm not an evil billionaire, unfortunately, so I don't have... Oh, dang it. Yeah. Wait, have a soul and you must have empathy and you care for people? Imagine. <laughs> and that turns out that this podcast has not made me a billionaire. Dang <laughs> 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 um, Sorry, I, I, can, I went on tangent, but... Um, wait, who could see? Yes, so... At times, you definitely can. Uh, different iwi, or um, that means tribe, like different tribes from different areas of the country have their own um, quite... They have their own, uh, uh, like, symbolism within um, Māori patterns. And so, yeah, you'd have... So I'll have... Um, I don't want to kind of people to know me, obviously, but... My one will, I, people I think would know where I came from. Yeah, like which area of Aotearoa. And who's who's administering your tattoo? 
So I'm going to head uh, to where I fuck a puppet to. So um, my, uh, not where I live, I live in a big city now, um, but I'm going to head back to where I grew up so that it is done by someone who is from the same iwi as me. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a deeply emotional experience, I have to imagine. I have to imagine when people get their first ones and they travel back to their ancestral home and they get yeah. it from someone who's yeah. trained and acquainted in this thing that's a living art, but also a folk art that stretches back mm-hmm. be, I mean, mm-hmm. beyond centuries. Mm-hmm. People must be moved mm-hmm. to tears when this happens. Definitely, yeah. And I think and something really beautiful that has been happening, uh, I guess maybe more over the past 10 years since, since the Instagrams and the TikToks, um, there has been more kind of widely shown um, the response to that moment or even people in that moment and um, them and their whanau, so that means uh, that's family, um, in those moments during and after um, receiving it. And you can actually... You can watch it. If you're interested, you can actually watch it and see the way in which people, um, yeah, uh, experience that kind of deep emotion and connectedness to things um, that are with us all the time, our ancestors, but we don't necessarily, um, we don't necessarily see them, obviously, but we know they're there. And in those moments, um, like getting tāmoko, is when we feel the most connected to um, our ancestors. So, yeah, it's pretty special. It's incredible. It's incredible. And when did you say you're doing this? <laughs> this summer, um, the summer break. I've actually, on day one, um, I said to your wonderful high princess, uh, I'm very, very hungover because I have a job that is, um, you do most of the year, and then you get a big summer break. And so today is day one of our big summer break, but I'm really hungover. Now, I, <laughs> I will say there's a little bit, <laughs> I don't know if it's a very popular conversation topic, but for people in my part of the world, we look at Australia and New Zealand and I feel like you probably, you might call them holiday. We would call them vacation for people from where you're from. Holiday is like half the year. You guys will travel and just go for like two months, three months. Uh, actually, yes, sorry. I don't know why I said no. You're right. I'm on a seven-week holiday. What's that? I'm on a seven-week holiday. So you're right. We do have seven really weeks. long holidays. So you work, at, <laughs> you work you're gainfully employed, and then they just at some point go see you in seven weeks. Uh-huh. Because that cozy. I don't know why they do that. Because I don't, well, we go back. Maybe not. It's our job. <laughs> Does everyone get this break at the same time? No, it's I um um. Do I say what I do? The people won't know who I am. If I say what I do. Eh? You're allowed to say it. It's up to you. Okay, I'm a. We call it a kayakal, but I'm a. I'm a teacher. That's why we get such long breaks. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. What was the name for? Is it, it not the same in America? Uh, a kayakal. And is that is that uh, an so indi- like is that like an indigenous teacher or is that just what teachers are called in all um, of New Zealand? No, uh, it's the word for teacher. It's the Maori word for teacher. But um, anyone anyone who's teaching, like I would call 
any tatakaako. You can you don't have to be Māori to be it's it's the um, te reo word for teacher. Yes, I will say in the states, teachers do get long breaks traditionally, two months maybe. I hope so, because I hear it's pretty bad there for teachers. You hear that it's pretty what for teachers? Uh, I hear that it's pretty bad in America for teachers. Yeah. Uh, uh, long hours, underpaid, strong union, but not a lot of not a lot of change. Yeah, I get the same impression. Yeah. It's one of um I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um cuz mm-hmm. I I've also started doing some work in schools now. So I'm around a lot of teachers and I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm not trying to be woke. None of this. Uh-huh. But I will just say teachers and nurses are two professions <laughs> that I think anyone would look at in America and say, those are two professions that are part of the lifeblood of how we survive. You think about what teachers do, yes. you think about what nurses do, and yes. they're huge pieces of the infrastructure of society not collapsing. And that's not an exaggeration. And you look at them and you go, oh, those are two industries that are traditionally, not always, but traditionally staffed mm-hmm. largely mm-hmm. by underfunded and overworked women. And it's a really striking, striking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I might put flight attendants in here as well. What is asked of, <laughs> what is asked of them yeah. and what is required of them to do the job versus what they have to mm-hmm. put up with versus what they get paid is just simply put mm-hmm. baffling. It's really baffling. And like mm-hmm. I said, I'm not trying to be some Absolutely. hero by pointing it out, but so many jobs that come down to like, hey, do you want infrastructure to function? Um, well, <laughs> the people who will do it are very well-intentioned women who will put up with getting woefully underpaid. It's really... Strange. Mm-hmm. It's really strange and mm-hmm. and very much a bummer. And there's actually a website in the states uh, called Donors mm-hmm. Choose, and I was doing a joke about it for a while because it's basically a website where teachers can go on and donors say, choose? "Yes, Donors Choose." It's very well intentioned, but I hate that it exists. Oh, yes, where you can go yeah. on and it'll say, "Hey, it'll say, hey, um, I work at a, I work, I'm an." I'm an art teacher in an elementary school in, in town and we're out of budget. So I can't afford paint or paper anymore. Does that, can anyone kick in some money so that the art class has paint and you sit here and you go, what is happening that this website has to exist? I didn't know that. Yeah. For teachers to beg for supplies. I I just, uh uh-huh. Oh, I feel really deeply. I feel deeply sad. (laughs) That's really horrible. Is New Zealand one of the countries where it's like all the healthcare is free and every teacher is given 45 iPads? Uh, Is it one of those countries? (laughs) No. Um, I think it's it's really, first of all, um, yeah, thank you for everything you just said. In the same way you were interested in what I was saying um, about, you know, um, Maori culture, I'm really, I'm always really interested to hear how things are um, in other countries. And we, you know, in New Zealand, like how we get most of what we get of America is obviously in the movies and in TV. And you guys are the, you know, the big rich guys. And um, 
but obviously it's incredibly complex as well there in all the different ways, um, uh, race politics, cultural politics, socio-politics. Um, so to hear you speak to it, that last part, it made me really sad that, that teachers are having to beg. That's really horrible. Um, for us, it's a little different. Um, it depends on uh, it depends on the wealth of the area in which you work, and then that determines the resources you have in the schools. So also very sad um, because what happens is um, for people who work in schools like mine, um, we're what's considered like a low decile school. Uh, and low decile is we um, serve a predominantly non um white community um, and within like low socio-economic area and so we are very under-resourced, underfunded and with young people that already are, um, are living with uh, the experience of poverty. Mm. Yeah, that, well our cultures do share that. Our cultures do yeah. share that. Yeah. 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 I wish we could just magic wand it all, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say too, you might be interested here in this. So one thing in America uh-huh. is that in most places, the teachers unions are very strong and there's a thing happening in America uh, right now. Yeah. And there, it's not being, it's, it's not being written about in a way that I find totally upfront where um, we're starting, uh-huh. we're starting to see unions grab back a lot of power. I, I don't know how widespread the power is compared to five, 10, 15 years ago, but it's very, very mobilized right now. Mm-hmm. Like just in recent times, auto, auto workers, the entire entertainment industry, uh, nurses, flight yes, attendants. Flight strike. Yeah. Yes. Like all of these industries have gone on strike within the same year or two of each other. And, I do feel like there no one's writing about the fact that it's starting to become clear that there's a little bit of a labor movement that's it's more unified than these mm-hmm. individual unions. All of the unions going on strike around the same time mm-hmm. is creating a world mm-hmm. of solidarity ar- among workers right now and I feel like the teachers union is one that co- gets constantly squeezed by politicians and constantly they try to break yeah. it and I have a feeling that the teachers union could also be one of the ones that sort of rises up and says, Hey, if you want to turn this into a mass mobilized effort, it's going to happen. (laughs) And you know, go ahead and fuck with teachers and see how that goes. Go ahead and try. Yeah. I feel like Uh it's right there under the surface. I, yeah, I agree. And our union, our teachers union is really strong as well. And I can't help sometimes when I go to my, I like go to protest and I'm like, is it because we're all so deeply, deeply exhausted that we've gone to this like almost unhinged state? Therefore, like we can't give up because we've lost the plot a little. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know. We just keep fighting because we, uh, we're just all just so burnt out, maybe. Now, I want to ask you about another... Yeah. We talked about the whole system of tattoos, and then we bounced to a topic about uh-huh. the work life. Can I 
jump back to a question about cultural life because there's one other big one that I think every American is now familiar with. Do you know what I'm going to say? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are you going to say sheep? Ooh, let's pause on the cliffhanger. Am I going to say sheep? Or am I going to say something else? That's the type of hard-hitting drama that this show's known for. We'll find out when we get back. I'm so happy to be telling you about our longest-term partner. People who have supported Beautiful Anonymous more than anybody. And I can't thank them enough. Talkspace. Talkspace is here. They're ready to help. And around the holidays, I think we all know that that is an important thing. We all know the holidays can be a lot, okay? The holidays, you've got family coming in. That might mean interpersonal relationships that you set at a certain level, and then they level up and show up in your house, or you have to travel to them, and and it's darker than it was, and there's reflection going on, and you're thinking about if you accomplished your goals in the past year, you're maybe feeling like you dropped the ball on things. We all know how this goes. Guess what? One gift you can give yourself is the gift of therapy from Talkspace. Talkspace offers both therapy and psychiatry from the comfort of your phone. You can reach your provider anytime. It's like having a mental health professional in your pocket. And I got to say, I love that. I think about how difficult it was for me to start seeking help for my mental health. This was 20 years ago now, 20 years ago plus. And it was daunting to think about how to find a person, how to get to a person. You put in all that time, you sit in traffic, and then what if it's not the right person for you? It makes you feel like you want to give up. The idea that there's these new methods to find therapy and that Talkspace lets you do it from the comfort of your existing routines in your comfortable space at your pace on your schedule, it's incredible. And on top of that, we know money's tight this time of year, but luckily Talkspace is in network with most insurance plans. So you only have to pay a small copay. It's accessible. It's affordable. Those are two huge things to keep in mind. You get the support you need when you need it, and it's affordable, and it's right there. Again, covered by most insurance companies and a lot of employers. So check your coverage. See if you can get therapy for only the cost of an insurance copay. might even be free. Check it out. And again, it's the holidays. I know you might not be feeling so much cheer right now. And every song you hear in every store and restaurant is telling you you're supposed to be cheery right now. It rubs it in your face. Online therapy with Talkspace can help. It can help you feel better. It can give you the tools you need to navigate this time of year with your mental health supported. You don't have to wait to get an appointment. You don't have to travel to an office. You can get going from the simplicity of your own device. Usually when you sign up, you get a personalized match with a provider who's right for you within 48 hours. That's the typical experience. You can do it from your own home. You don't have to dedicate time to commuting. You can send messages to your therapist. You don't even have to wait for your next session. You can keep them filled in on things as they happen. There's licensed therapists in over 150 specialties, including anxiety, depression, substance abuse, relationship issues, so much more. And again, uh, we know money's tight. They try to keep it affordable. It's in network with most insurance plans. Check into yours. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off of your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash beautiful. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash beautiful. Get $80 off your first month. Show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash beautiful. 
Get $80 off your first month at Talkspace.com slash beautiful. StoryWorth. I am so happy to tell you about StoryWorth. StoryWorth, out of all the ads we've done on the show, I have to say I've probably seen more chatter about StoryWorth from anyone, people reaching out and saying, it sounds so amazing. What's the promo account again? So listen, pay attention this time around. It's a beautiful thing. I'm already off book, okay? Because for the holiday season, it's a gift You give this one to your loved ones, they're going to feel special. It's going to feel like a unique gift. It's going to feel as unique as the relationship you have. And I've done it myself, and I can tell you it's awesome. It's an online service. StoryWorth helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It's really thoughtful. It's really meaningful. It connects you to people in your family, the people who matter most to you. The way it works is this. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of possible options. And every unique prompt asks questions you've never thought to ask. It could be things like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? And what happens is then your loved one answers those questions. They send them back to StoryWorth. And after a year, StoryWorth compiles them all. You can add photos as well, and they will send you a hardcover book full of your family stories. And this is a thing you can keep and that can be revisited for generations to come. I say it every time we do a StoryWorth ad, I'm staring at them right now. I did this with my dad. It was really great. There were some stories that I had heard before, and he wrote them down, and I said, I'm so glad that's down for posterity. There were a lot of stories I never heard before. There were opinions of his that I didn't know about. He was able to tell me about how opinions of his changed over the years in a way that I never would have slowed down and thought about. And not only did I get to have that experience with my dad, but we have this book. My son gets to have it. My nephew gets to have it. Knock on wood, this is not for many years. My dad will be gone someday, but that book will live on. And that's a way that my son will remain in touch with his pa. And what a beautiful thing that I wish I had, that I wish I had for all my grandparents. That's real. The weekly stories, they help you feel connected. Even if you're far apart physically, if you don't live in the same area of the world anymore, you'll feel connected with your relatives. It's it's such an incredible service. And I'm telling you, you will enjoy it. With StoryWorth, you get to give the people you love most, a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart and preserve their memories and stories for years to come, go to storyworth.com slash beautiful. Save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash beautiful. Save 10 bucks on your first purchase. I did it with my dad. It was deeply meaningful. You'll really love it. Storyworth.com slash beautiful. Thanks to all of our advertisers. Now let's get back to the phone call. Can I jump back to a question about cultural life? Because there's one other big one that I think every American is now familiar with. Do you know what I'm going to say? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are you going to say sheep? No, I was not going to say sheep. <laughs> Although the New Zealand sheep herders were a fantastic pro wrestling tag team from back in the day, later known as the Bushwhackers. What? Yeah, the Bushwhackers. Wait, was that a joke or is that real? No, that's real. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to have have to look this up. The WWE tag team, the the Bushwhackers, (laughs) were uh, first. Uh Their first name when they started competing back in the 60s was the New Zealand Kiwis and then the Sheep Herders. Wow. Yeah. And they they were. 
hey, they they hit the oh no, you go first. <laughs> cousin Luke and cousin Butch were their names, and they they were kind of these like funny guys in the nineties who used to like lick each other's heads. But then you look at footage from them in the eighties and seventies, <laughs> and they were like brutally violent, bleeding all the time, just a totally different vibe than. Wait. Yeah, and they were like famously and, from New Zealand. They, <laughs> from, they were from New Zealand. Yeah, that was like their whole deal. Oh, I I thought the whole deal was they were Americans using like stereotypical New Zealand stuff to to as their performance. Well, <laughs> it looks like but they no, were actual New Zealanders. Looks like they were actual New Zealanders. Wow. Yeah. yeah, real That's psychos. Cool. I have to look it up. Oh. They yeah, sound like real psychos. Real psychos, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you can jump from licking a head to blood and and pain, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's when they were known as the <laughs> New Zealand sheep herders. Was when they were like real, real blood and guts they, violence. Uh huh. Are you looking at a photo now? Right now of them? Uh, I am. I'm looking at a photo of their induction into the I, WWE Hall of Fame. Okay. Beautiful. Are they are they wearing swan swannies? What we call swannies? <laughs> They're wearing tuxedos in the pictures I see, but they were famous for uh, mostly for wearing um, camouflage pants and what we would call tank tops, which is uh, sleeveless t shirts. Oh, yeah. Swanny. Yeah, What's yeah. a swanny? Uh, a swanny is um, well, we call it a swanny, but it's a swan dry, and it's. So whenever you see, like, I don't know, this is how I think you guys see us, is man, oh, white man, down boots, little short shorts, a swanee, which is a checkered kind of zip-up. It's made of wool because it gets cold here, you know, on the farms and stuff. Um, a checkered um, zip-up thing and maybe a little hat and maybe a cig, like a ciggy. <laughs> they did. One of them did wear a little. I mean, they did wear little hats. To be fair, the bushwhackers, aka the oh, yeah, that sheepers. sounds about right. The bushwhackers. But I will yeah, tell you on my sheep, end. Right? That, that, now I've okay. looked up a swandy, the checkered jacket, and <laughs> uh-huh. I will tell you, uh-huh. on like you said, you feel like that's the American stereotype is uh-huh. a swandy. What I can tell you is I've never heard of or seen that jacket before. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be shocked really? if the American stereotype of of New Zealanders involved that. I, I, I'm fascinated I'm really, really to surprised. hear that there might be some insecurity in New Zealand that all the Americans think you're walking around in swandies all the time. I'm betting that in the comments section, every American is going to go, what? never fucking heard of that. I, oh, I don't know. I, you know what I bet? I bet that there'll at least be some. I don't know how. I don't know how the comments get like numbers wise, but I reckon there'll be a few in there that go, yeah, funny. Maybe maybe <laughs> out on the west coast. I feel like maybe maybe um, the Australia, New Zealand, Tasmania. Maybe out on the west coast, like Southern California, there's a little more. Crossover with the East Coast, no one I know would ever say, "Oh, those Swandy wearing New Zealanders out here in their yeah. oh, out Swan- here in their checkered pattern, <laughs> their checkered pattern coats." I'm genuinely really surprised. When I rang, I was like, "Oh yeah." When I say I'm from New Zealand, but Swanee sheep farm. 
No, I think, <laughs> I think traditional tattooing and the thing I was going to bring up, which I yeah. think a lot of people have said, cause these videos get very popular on Reddit and on TikTok, is the Hakka. Uh-huh. The Hakka, of course. Everybody knows yeah. about the Hakka these days. Yeah. Good pronunciation. Too, that, by the way. Uh, that, that's good to hear. Cause I've, I've butchered many other attempts throughout this call. Oh, that, that was good. Some people say things like the hacker. The hacker. <laughs> no, this is, we're talking <laughs> about the hacker. really good. The Hakka is obviously, you know, I think a lot of us have seen, you, there was that rugby movie with Matt Damon. Um, yes. People do it before rugby games, I, but then more. They do, yeah. Those are sort of like very performative as part of a sports um uh-huh, event, which yeah. feels like a performance. But I'll tell you, the videos that really get me are you will sometimes see mm. two types of things where I've seen videos where students will do a haka for a teacher they really like, or there will be someone <gasps> returning to I, New Zealand yeah. and people will meet them at the airport and do a haka. And it's yeah. always yeah. emotional. It's always really emotional. And uh-huh. I'm, I, I'm not even familiar uh-huh. or acquainted with the meaning of a haka. That's pretty amazing, right? It's badass. It's badass. It's badass. If you ever get the chance, you know, like to try kapahaka, of which obviously the haka is part of, you will love it. It's the most empowering. And um, it's badass. Like you said, it's it's like nothing ever meets that level when you're both watching it or or doing it. And so you said that you saw videos of um, students doing it for their clerk or their teacher. I, that was, uh, I just saw that yesterday because our part of our school at the end of a year or the term or as clerk or leaving, um, they all do the haka. And we have a, um, there's all different types of haka and ours, we have a school haka and schools have their own ones. And so all, ooh, how many? Maybe 300? I don't know, but um, of our junior students, just yeah, they, they. I just saw my most recent one about twenty four hours ago. So each school will have a haka in the way that a lot of schools in the states might have a school song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, not all schools do. Uh, again, it really depends on kind of what we were saying earlier. It really, it really depends on uh, kind of that schools views on Indigenous uh, rights, the importance of Indigenous um, uh, ways of knowing. So unfortunately, there's no like rule that a school has to have a haka, but I'll, I'll say it, the, the, what they all should, but um, not all do. Yeah. But we do. <laughs> and I, I'd only work in a school that did. That's cool. And when you, you say you've participated, yeah. you've participated in a haka before. Yeah, so um, we, so same thing. So uh, I did it at our school one yesterday. So we all learn it as well as um, Kayako. And we, um, I don't know, this might sound a bit, I don't know if they do this in America, but I think so. Um, do you do in schools, it's called like house competitions and there's different houses and people wear those colors and then you like compete by playing games. And then I didn't, Spirit I won't do this day. part, but then we have like a haka. We call spirit. it, oh, we call spirit, it sp- day. spirit Day, yeah. 
Interesting. Oh, ours is, yeah, it, it must, it's probably similar. Ours is houses and it's like house day and they play games. And then we have a haka off. Uh-huh, <laughs> Sorry, uh-huh. Such a funny term. We have a haka off and it gets hearty. It's hearty. It gets what? <laughs> Wait, it gets what? Heart. Oh, sorry. I know. I probably said some weird term. Hearty. Hearty. Like I'm beating heart. Hearty. Hearty. Okay. Got it. Got it. So people hearty. people yeah, put so a lot hearty. of heart and soul into it. Uh-huh. And so like we'll, it's a term we use a lot. Like I'll, I'll turn around to uh, my friends or the students that I'm alongside and I'll be like, let's go hearty. <laughs> hearty. Got They're it. Like, We're going to do a hearty one. We have no. We have that word. We have that word, and actually do use it in similar fashion. I just mm. oh, got there cool. in a roundabout way. Um, how cool! How cool! And I, some of these videos, ah. when when people are returning to the airport, the implication is like this is someone yeah. who left New Zealand for maybe a few years, and we're going to come back and hit them with mm-hmm. the haka on their way off the plane. And uh-huh. you can see that it like it, it always makes the person look like almost numb. With emotion, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I think I've I've never been I've never experienced one coming off a plane, but um, I imagine that it's it must be kind of. I feel as though if the, if I ever was someone to experience it returning home and that happening, I think I I feel as though you're just going to almost be lifted to another place because it's. I don't think you should be greeted in a more powerful way, really. Or welcomed home in a more powerful way. And now you mentioned that each school has a haka. Sports teams have their own. Uh-huh. I would imagine family groups might uh-huh. have their own. Are there also like standard hakas that if if one busted out on the street that you could just be like, screw it, I'm in, and go join in on it? Yeah, for sure. And all these are most, well, I think I would say it's probably our most famous one. Have you, because do you know who, who the All Blacks are? That's the rugby team, right? That's the rugby team, yeah. So everyone would know that haka because it's ingrained, like it's so ingrained in um, in our society. And the All Blacks are and very so good, correct? Would jump in. Rugby is not a, a popular sport yeah. in, in the U.S., but my, my understanding is that Absolutely. the All Blacks are very good, and that New Zealand, which is a small yeah. nation, often maybe living a little bit in the shadow of Australia at times, takes a lot of pride in the All Blacks because yeah. they go out there and they and they can sometimes they take do. out teams from the bigger countries. Yeah. True? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Strong players. I'm not a big sporty gal, but um <laughs> but I can still I can still appreciate the kind of like national pride the country has in the All Blacks. Kind of wish, though, that we gave the same amount of time and energy and love um, that 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 we as a nation give to rugby, to the arts, and mm-hmm. other things. Mm. Yeah, as a, I'm a uh, yeah, anyway, I, I'm an art person. An art person. <laughs> Sorry. What kind of art do you make? Ambiguous. Um. So I'm a. I wonder if I should say. Um, I work in. The, I'll say I work in the performing arts. In the performing arts. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's very yeah. cool. So and do I. I. And, then, and then I'm a teacher. I know you're doing it right now. Wait, does this count? 
I don't know. It's ju- I mean, it's just about barely on the side of of being art. I mean, it's it's just chit chat at the end of the day. Do you do you teach the arts? Do you teach arts as well? I do. Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> that's quite fun. That's quite fun. It it's pretty cool because I get to kind of be in a room that they chose to be in. Okay. So I feel lucky. I feel really lucky about that. That's cool. I feel like, if I remember right, we did have a New Zealand circus artist, a New Zealand native-based circus artist on the show once before. Yeah. Um, oh wow. Yeah, and I got I, the I sense did, that that I've might be that. bigger there than here. I, I will. Oh no, they were from. I, the stuff and you. I was at the Edinburgh Festival a couple of years ago and befriended a group. I thought they were oh, New yeah. Zealanders, but they're Australians. And I, I imagine it's very annoying to have those mixed up. You must be quite tired of it, but it's, I, don't, I don't, not really. I, I don't mind. I mean, we're really close to each other, and Australia is cool. Australia. I met these two <laughs> artists who they had a show called A Bee Story, and they were super nice people. And uh-huh. it was it was a man and a yeah, woman. And they dressed as bees and they were clowns and jugglers and they did a children's show <laughs> and we took my son to it. And they told us how it was like they uh, could get grant money and government money to be an artist in Australia. I was like, man, in Australia, they will give you uh-huh. government money to dress up as a bee and uh-huh. juggle. What is wrong with the United States? We don't even have health insurance. I know. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm sorry where you live just really doesn't look after its people. Sorry. It's That's sad, right. man. Because we, we read the news. We read the news over here in our swamp dryers and our sheep. <laughs> and um, it always hits. I'm like, oh, man. Bad. Yeah. We, we have free health care. And, and I know how lucky that is because we don't have free dental care, though, and we need it. But we do have free health care, and I know that a lot of most places, or a lot of places, don't have that. And I feel very privileged that it's something that I will never ever have to worry about for myself or my whanau. Um, whanau is family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. je- I'm jealous of that. Oh. Now, the performing arts, how do you balance yeah. your teaching career with your career as an artist? Oh, it's, it's been hard. I, I've only been teaching, I've been teaching for a like uh, under 10 years and so I moved it I changed I was doing kind of the freelance thing full time um, and then I got a little bit older and I was like I can't do this anymore the hustle the hustle the hustle and so I became a clerical became a teacher and since then I kind of tend to just do maybe one contract a year or I try to fit it in essentially yeah, I try to fit it in. I try to do both, which is at times maddening, but I think it would be more maddening if I if I stopped. But I stopped being an artist as well. Yeah, that's right where I'm at. I'm like, yeah. is, it, is, it, is it driving me more insane to continue being an artist or would uh-huh. it drive me totally insane yeah. if I just stopped? And then the fear that we right. all have, even on other parts of the world that I'm sure you share, where it's like, well, if I shut yeah. it down completely and I don't like it, how do I know I can turn it back on? You don't know. That, yes, you don't know. The other thing as well, like, not only if you can turn it back on, 
and maybe even more terrifying is, and would it matter? Yes. Like, would it matter to anyone other than ourselves if we stopped? Let's pause there, because that's brutal. I don't even like thinking about that. Anyway, uh, we've got ads. Thanks so much to our advertisers. We'll be right back. Well, 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 I smell good today. You know why? Because I took a shower and I used Cheeky Maiden Soap. And not only do I smell good, I get to feel good. I get to feel good about the product, not just its impact on me and my personal stinkiness, or now lack thereof, but also the impact it has on the world around me. Because Cheeky Maiden is such a cool company doing things the right way. Um, They make all sorts of products. Uh, the main one is soaps, natural soaps. And if you don't know about natural soaps, here's the difference. They're made with organic ingredients. There's plant oils, essential oils, herbs. You're avoiding synthetic chemicals when you do things this way. There's a lot of potential irritants found in those chemicals inside of those industrial soaps. This makes Cheeky Maiden gentle on the skin. They're milder. They're gentler. They don't strip away your skin's natural oils. They don't cause dryness. They don't cause irritation. It's not all chemically. It's the simplest way to put it, right? They're more moisturizing than that. They leave you feeling soft and smooth. And this is a very important one to me. The environmental impact goes a long way. One thing we don't think enough about, we're not really trained to think this when we're young. The water comes out, it goes down the drain. And whatever goes down the drain, you're responsible for. And guess what? That's showing up in your soil, in your local sewage system, nearby waterways. These all these things all run and connect to each other. So if you're throwing a bunch of harmful chemicals down there, that can hurt nearby aquatic life. It can pollute nearby water sources. This is a very real and true thing that we all need to think about. So the fact that Cheeky Maiden has soaps that are usually biodegradable and that are eco-friendly, it's an incredible thing. I was mentioning before uh, they incorporate essential oils and naturally derived scents. This can give you aromatherapy benefits. And that lack of synthetic fragrances also makes them customizable. There's customizable options. So you can make sure it suits your preferences and your skin type. I mean, this is handmade craftsmanship. You're supporting small businesses. You're supporting artisans. You're supporting people who know and continue traditional soap making techniques. I really, really love everything that they're doing. And also, by the way, it's easy for me to point out the environmental impact, the fact that everything's cruelty-free. It's not tested on animals. Those things are great. But let me also tell you, I've been using Cheeky Maiden soap, beard oil, chapsticks. They're great. They're high-quality stuff. So this is not something where you go, okay, I'll do what's right by the environment, but it's not as good as the stuff I usually get. Yeah, it is. Not only is it as good, it's better, okay? Especially if you're someone who has to be concerned with something like acne, eczema, sensitive skin, go with Cheeky Maiden. They're a great company. Choosing natural soap not only benefits your skin, it also contributes to a healthier environment and supports ethical practices in the soap-making industry. Please visit www.cheekymaidensoap.com. Use the code BEAUTIFUL15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's Cheeky Maiden Soap. The code is BEAUTIFUL15. I use this soap myself. This company is great. Cheekymaidensoap.com. The code BEAUTIFUL15. 
Thanks to everybody who advertises on the show, allows it to exist in the world. Now, let's get back to the phone call. And maybe even more terrifying is, and would it matter? Like, would it matter to anyone other than ourselves if we stopped? No, and I think we know the answer is (laughs) no, probably not. It probably doesn't matter. Probably not. And that's that but, very and that is, that feeling yeah. of irrelevance is very <laughs> scary. Yeah, yeah, it's really scary. And I, um, it's funny uh, when I rang, I was like, "Okay, Missy, how existential are you going to get?" But because I'm, I'm a bit hungover, and I've we we're a bunch of teachers partying till very very late in the morning. And it's morning here now. Um, I was like, "I wonder, I wonder where it will go." But I'm glad it's gone there because I spent a lot of last night walking around at the party going, guys, you ever just think about the fact that we're all just meat sacks trying to figure it out? We are. And when I think about art and whether or not it matters to anyone but us, I just don't know. (laughs) And And maybe that's okay and that's enough that it just keeps us sane, the person doing it. Yeah. that's enough. And in, and in the hopes, and in the hopes that maybe one person in the audience is like, "Oh, I needed to see that right now. That's right. what I needed to see, or I needed to feel." Yeah. And then you start to get That's into that headspace where you're worried: Does anyone care? And you realize as well, Doesn't you're also very well aware of if you start worrying about people's reactions to it before you even make it, then what you're going to make is going to be dog shit anyway. So what am I doing? Exactly. I'm I'm uh-huh. I'm sabotaging <laughs> the quality of the art by wondering if anyone cares about yeah. the quality of the art when I'm fairly certain <laughs> they don't. So why sabotage <laughs> the quality of it? How did I wind up uh-huh. here it's, doing stand up comedy for th- yeah. toxic cycle? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Doing doing stand up comedy I, for forty I, people in Woodstown, <laughs> New Jersey. How did this what? But did they smile though? Because if they did, even if it was one, boom, you did it. May, yeah, maybe those forty <laughs> people had a great time, and I can get that dopamine yeah. kick. I get that little shot of oxytocin uh-huh. I've been looking for. Uh huh. Who and, knows? Yeah, absolutely. I also think the older we become, I mean, I think I see most of my twenties being like, "Is this good enough?" Does this deserve to be watched and to be seen? Um, and or the work I was creating, or the work that I'm in for other people. And I, so much of my twenties was just like, ah, oh, man, like, is this meaningful enough? Is it political enough? Am I using who I am yes. as an artist and as an indigenous artist to tell the stories that need to be told? And I still feel that way, and I still care about all of those things, but. I'm in my 30s now, and I I have to um, not forgive myself, but I have to just allow myself to just be a human breathing who sometimes is on things, <laughs> sorry, but you're skin, on things and in things that might only reach a certain amount of people, and it's not my responsibility to try to I, I don't know, fix the world through my heart. Like, it's impossible. Impossible. Yeah. 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 
and any anything I've done that has had an effect are generally things that either other people told me this will not work or that I was like this podcast being the prime example where I was like, uh, this might, who knows, there might be something here. And, and there were things that I cared about so much more that never, nothing happened. And then this one, I was like, yeah, this could work. And then all of a sudden here it is still, still my pride and joy seven years later. Who knew? As it, as it should be. I hope it, um, I, I don't want to, you know, like lay it on too thick, but I, I really think, that what you have done, um, I guess, uh, both as from me, both as an artist, but also I guess an educator, and uh, I work in, like you said, in the school. That um, our role is many things as a teacher, um, but it sometimes also feels like we're a counsellor and a social worker and all those things. And I, I think about what your show does, you know, um, for different people I know and for myself being able to um, hear the stories of other people from all around the world uh, and different perspectives and also just sometimes just some of them just to laugh and and feel the absurdity of others as well, to feel more like, oh, I'm not alone. Like that, in that way, it is very much art, but it's like a healing art um, because it allows us to, I don't know, just like clock into something that is connecting us all to each other, although we're all living very, very different lives. And I think that that's really powerful. So I don't know if you have a question whether or not what this thing that we're on now means something, but I'm telling you it does. It well, really does. That's very nice. That's very nice. And I try to trust that <laughs> when people express it. I try to believe it. Although yeah. my self-doubt doesn't always make it easy, but I want to highlight something you said, which was, mm. you know, you went on that beautiful tear. And I think, I think a lot of artists listening are going to take a lot of strength out of hearing you express it all so beautifully, but even to just cut out a fragment of it, you, you kind of started off by saying, sometimes I need to remind myself to just give myself permission to be a human breathing. And I kind of feel yeah. like for a lot of us, that's a major lesson to be learned. Like for so many of us, you sit here and you go, Mm. Like, well, like, I have a kid mm. and the ice caps are melting. This is not good. What can I do? How do I yes. get plastic out of the ocean? We're killing all the bees. Uh -huh. Where are the bees going? What happened what to happened the, bees? the bees? Why are the Why are the whales all beaching? Yes. Why um, whales yeah. are attacking boats now? I mean, everybody, you know. whales are turning against humans. Yeah. Whales are attacking boats. Yeah. Whales have decided we're Probably the problem realize, and they're right. Yeah. They're right. Absolutely. Like they have, they realize that we have all, sorry, Sally, fucked it. And there's no turning back now. And I think that we can be, I mean, we should always, you know, use whatever privilege we have to advocate and to, and to raise up those voices. I mean, look at everything that's happening in the world. You know, we do, that's our responsibility, but at the same time, we do just get to go breathe because <laughs> if we don't, we can't. Like we're not living either. Every once in a while, for others, and you can't fight for others. No, it's if you them. don't have the energy, if you don't have the bandwidth, if you don't have the headspace, yeah. and every once in a while, uh -huh. and, and by every yeah. once in a while, I, I, I kind of feel like I, every day, you should find some mm -hmm. point where you just take, you just go, mm -hmm. oh, cool, look at that tree. <sighs> that yeah. tree is beautiful. 
Uh-huh. Oh, geez. Or, or uh-huh. you sit down in a chair yeah. and go, this chair is a lot more comfortable than I remembered. And you take a second to yeah. let that hit you. Take a moment. Everybody uh-huh. deserves that yeah. too. Everybody deserves it. Everybody deserves that too. Yeah. We can't help others. We're not helping ourselves. And it's probably one of the best things I've um, learned as I've moved into this. It was my middle aged. I don't know. Maybe not middle aged, but as I've moved into these. 30s, I feel like just, I, yeah, I'm, I had learned to just allow myself to be a bit more. Yeah. I've been doing this thing lately, and it's probably not the best. Uh-huh. I would say for the past three months, I've had a little bit of an intrusive thought where at some point every single day, I will think to myself, mm-hmm. someday my heart mm-hmm. will not be beating. Someday my heart will stop beating. The actual mechanism, Mm -hmm. the actual muscle will give up. Mm -hmm. It will get tired Mm -hmm. and it'll go, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. I'm done. And I think about that every day for like the past three months. But it's not morbid or dark. It's like just a fact to me now. And in a way, it's, I think, a little bit of a reminder of like, have Mm. you, did you make something of today? And, and, that doesn't need mm. to be a big deal, but did you yeah. do anything today to yeah. make yeah. it to make this day worth taking a little bit uh-huh. of the time you have left? Because you have less. You have less. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful and I and I understand what you mean. I really do when you see that it. it's not morbid, not in a morbid way. It's about um, just observing, I guess, observing or re- remembering that we don't really know how long we're here for, and we're really lucky that we that we. And I guess I can say the same for you, being you know in America and and what the little I know about your life um, from the podcast. But we're really lucky because we get to know that mostly our lives are safe, and and we get to choose that. And so I think we owe it to ourselves. To be, to think, oh, at some point that will stop though, and yeah, would you say the, the mechanism, the mechanism of the heart, you know, because it is, yeah. it's it's the, it's the mechanism. Once the mechanism stops, it stops. This version, anyway, you know. Yeah. yeah. But you're gonna be. I feel like you're gonna be a cool ancestor. I feel like you'll be like a really cool ancestor. You'll look oh, after people. You think so? You think future generations? Yeah. Oh wow! Because I don't, I don't spend too well, much time son, thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your son will. Um, I, you know, I mean, uh, there's probably not to him. I don't. I'm, I'm not a religious person. I think, I think, uh, it's called an atheist. An atheist. atheist is that a yes. word in America too? Yes, Sorry, now yes, I'm doing it, it to you. I feel like I'm othering America now. Um, well, that's okay. We I, deserve I think it. I'm considered an atheist. <laughs> I think I'm considered an atheist in regards to religion, um, or uh, but I, I get, I'm definitely probably spiritual because of my indigenousness, um, and I think that they you can have one without the other. Uh, no disrespect to religion, I don't want to you know go there. It's it's not for me, but um, whereas like the spiritual side around ancestry and. And um, feeling those people that might not be here anymore but are still with us, 
you know, I think that, like, for you, there'll be some time in the future, and I'm sorry if this is morbid, but, um, you know, you're talking about your heart mechanism, and you're not there anymore, but your son will be there, but you'll be there, but it's who you were and your memories and your energy, and he'll think, he'll think about you, and that in itself is pretty cool. And I think that, yeah, in that way, you'll be a cool ancestor. Because you'll probably, probably think about all the funny things you said. I hope so. And I'll do my best. <laughs> you will, yeah. <laughs> you will. Now, <laughs> I, have a qu- I have a question. Do you, as an artist, mm. you have impulses, desires to get out there, make things, try things. Do you mm. Do you feel responsibility as an indigenous artist and is that joyous or is that mm. sometimes a burden or both I'm very interested in this yeah really good question um i think just i'll try to i will probably stay a little ambiguous because uh, i don't know if you heard about this but new zealand's a pretty small place <laughs> just, mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i for a while i uh, I would be in in stuff and um, and make stuff, all sorts of stuff um, that the in my identity as an indigenous person um, was very much maybe not in the forefront. It was it was more um, an undercurrent to the work, um, and that is due to. Um, the way in which we've been colonized as a country and the assimilation process and kind of what my ancestors went through. Um, so I, a lot of us, not all, but a lot of us um, who are Māori here um, have a journey around our cultural identity as a long one and it kind of aren't necessarily all born into the language, the native tongue, and we're also not necessarily... Um, born into feeling like we deserve to stand up and say, oh, I'm Māori. And I don't know how quite to explain it, but um, it's it's a complex thing over here. Um, uh, like I think you acknowledged it early in the call, um, similar but different to Australia. There's a lot of uh, work to be done. And so the art itself, when I was younger, I, I felt like I even needed to be do be doing projects or making things that were outright going hard politics, like so explicit or not at all. Like there was no in-between in place because of that feeling of responsibility to tell the stories of my people. Um, but that has really changed in the past probably 10, ten years. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little less than 10 years. And now I, um, now I lean heavily into only really wanting to make work um, that is either working for people who are Indigenous or they are people who are, like, on our side and gunning for us, you know. Oh, sorry, not say gunning. Aramai, that means sorry. Yeah, it's it's definitely changed. I feel the response, sorry, long-winded answer, I feel the responsibility less now and therefore I'm doing more explicitly indigenous ingrained indigenous work now which is interesting i love that answer 
sorry. I don't know. I feel like it was a bad rule. But... <laughs> Listen, there was yeah. a there was a lot of meat on those a lot of those a lot of meat on those bones, but it's not an easy question. It's not an easy question. <laughs> yeah, great, really good question. I think I think I needed to be asked that question. I don't think I've been asked that question before, and I think I needed to. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Happy to help. Happy to help in any way. Mm. <laughs> it kind of made me. It made, it's made me a bit emotional, and I don't really cry. I um yeah. Mm. Mm. Have you been to the States before? Mm. Have you been to the States? No. Do you have any no, desire? I have, any... Oh, I'm scared. Scared? Why? No. Why? I'm sorry. Because I, it's violent and scary. And, uh, actually, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say outright. No, that's unfair. That's unfair. I just, if I, I, I haven't done much travel. And if I did have enough money maybe to like get on a plane today, I just, I don't. Think the uh, America would be top five. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And I have to say, as an American, I have to say, as an American, to hear that we all like to think, and 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 of course, being indigenous is different. Because I'm about to say something that is related related to colonization, but I think Americans like to think, uh-huh. oh. The when you get towards the Australian continent, I think a lot of Americans romanticize that there is a little bit of like a connection or uh, an understanding. But some of that is also um, is you know nations that British colonization has has led to a white dominant mm. government, yeah. Judeo Christian, uh-huh. blah blah blah. So some of it's there, and I catch myself as I say. It. But to hear that you're from New Zealand, a place that I think Americans would like to romanticize that there is some connection between the two places <laughs> and that your instant reaction is, ooh, no, violent and scary. Oh, I know. I know. I feel bad. No. You shouldn't I'm feel bad because you're right. Out there. <laughs> you sh- I don't, yeah, I, you okay. shouldn't feel bad. Yeah, well, because oh. I, I just want to say for the Americans listening, I feel like it might sting to hear that that's the reaction of a New Zealander to America the past handful of years. But also, okay. we're the ones not doing anything about the violence. Like, I think all of us uh-huh. would like to step uh-huh. up and say, I'd love to I'd love to say, like, hey, it's actually a really beautiful place. And the people are <laughs> shockingly <laughs> nice. And you'll run into it. But yeah. have I... Have there been days where like there's school shootings and then I'm scared dropping my son off at school in the following days and I have to think of it? Yeah, there are. And we're the ones not doing anything about it. So if you're an American listening, if you're an American listening and you're offended by that reaction, Mm -hmm. we're the ones not reacting to craziness. We're the ones not doing Uh anything about it. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And and the we's big, right? Like we know that when we say we, we mean. I mean, I not to assume, but I, you mean the people that hold the power, yeah? I I think in an obvious way, yes. The United States Congress is not mm. doing anything mm. about it. I mm. I no. will also say that I think I'm probably not the only person that would point to. Mm. There have now been so many incidents of extreme violence that have not uh-huh. created any sort of mass mobilization that I think there is also mm. sadly, maybe a little bit of um cultural shrugging of the shoulders at this point of like, 
Mm. Nothing's mm-hmm. happening. So I guess we all just move on. Mm. And then what happens mm. is uh, sometimes there's shootings now and they don't even they don't even make the front page in America anymore because they have to be oh, really wow. extreme to even stand out amongst the other shootings. So I would say the people in power, wow. yes, but also I think on a basic day-to-day level we're becoming numb yeah. to it. And it's it sort of stings to hear yeah. your perspective on that, but you're not wrong. Sad. Mm. Okay. I hope that I hope that the sting I hope yeah. No, I don't I don't have anything more to say about this thing. Sorry. <laughs> what are your top five? What are the top five if I could get on a plane and go anywhere right now? Oh, oh wow. Okay. Oh, that's like one of your favorite bands. Um top five. I think but again, what I do say, I I just want to put it out there um, that I know that every single place, every country, when you go as a visitor, you are going mostly on stolen land and, you know, like tourism, all of that, you know, problematic. But if I had to choose what countries I would go to, I think Greece, top. Um, two, maybe, I like Greece. I think I'd like to go to Sweden. I also think I'd like to, because I hear that it's just really lovely there. Um, <laughs> I think Japan. And other than those top three, I don't know. Not sure. I have to I have to think about it a little more. So you're saying America won't make your top five and you don't even have a top five. There's two oh, empty slots. There's two empty Ooh, slots and we I can't know, even grab one of those. I know. You're like, I'd rather stay I, I home. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, I would. Or I'd rather keep <laughs> the slot open. Right. I think that's a smarter choice. <laughs> that is so fair, and it stings so bad. Um, <laughs> I'm going to regret this. No, you're not. Mind. No, you're not. Because I, I, I do think the listeners to our show, are, I think a lot of us in the States go, what are we going to do? Get offended that people view us as violent? What are we going to do? Yeah, it's, Get offended? it's the violent part. It's yeah. the violent part. Like yeah, if, right. if someone doesn't want to come here because things are too violent, what are we going to do? Are we going to pretend that there haven't been many, many yeah. news stories about our violence that, going on? Create? What are we going to do? You, can't, you can get frustrated. Mm-hmm. You can get embarrassed. You can get uh, defensive. But what you can't get yeah. is... You can't you can't claim it's untrue and it's said anyway, our time is no. that was and an don't that was get an hour. Mad at me, everyone. No, huh? no one's gonna get mad at you. You're lovely. You filled us in on all sorts of aspects of art <laughs> and teaching and indigenous connections to life and and <laughs> I'm so psyched to hear that you'll be getting I wish I I wish I was smart enough to know you you've said it a number of times, the name of your upcoming ink that will connect you to your ancestors. That, what a beautiful thing. Um, we're going to say goodbye to everybody on the free feed. And if you're down to stay for five more questions, I'd love to throw five more questions at you. And thanks to everybody who's listened on the free feed. A beautiful thing. Okay. Caller, I can't thank you enough again for connecting with me on a human level and also for allowing me to get a glimpse into who you are and to the culture you come from and how you connect with it today. It's a beautiful thing. 
makes me feel a little bit more like a citizen of the world. It was a joy to talk to you. And it's actually a joy to talk to you even more. Remember, beautifulanonymous.com right now. If you want more with today's caller and all of our callers moving forward, beautifulanonymous.com. You can sign up for Beautiful Anonymous Plus. You have five questions each week with the caller that you won't get anywhere else. Plus, at that top tier, private phone number, throwback episodes with past callers catching up, filling us in. It's a good thing. Check it out. I have to thank, of course, the producer of our show, the high priestess of Beautiful Anonymous, Andrew Quinn. I have to thank Shell Shag for the theme music. I have to thank all of you for listening. And if you want to know more about me, including those upcoming tour dates in Vancouver, San Francisco, Portland, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Jersey City, ChrisGeth.com, our voicemail number is 973-306-4676. If you have a story you want to told, but the, you can't seem to get through on the phone line or we don't tape at a time that's good for you, 973-306-4676. Call up, pitch the story, we'll get back to you. Remember, you can always join Beautiful Anonymous, the Facebook community, one of the only chill corners of the internet. If you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter at Chris Gether and Instagram at Chris Geth. And of course, the show has its own Instagram at Beautiful Anonymous Pod. This week on Beautiful Anonymous Plus, here's some of what you'll get from the five questions. What is something you wish you knew about your parents, grandparents, or any other family members? I wish that I could just kind of almost blink and then reappear into my um, uh, my grandfather, his uh, my Maori grandfather. He went. He was put into um, what they call a what they called at the time a native school. Oh wow! Wow. Um, yeah, and you weren't really, you weren't, you, it was part of the assimilation. And so my grandfather, my mom's dad, he was in one of these native schools. And from what we do have been told is that it was one of the better ones because some of the teachers would let them speak a little bit of te reo. Because in most of the, these schools, uh, I guess, trigger warning again for colonial violence, um, just for the callers. Um, in most of those schools, um, we, we say, uh, those of us now, my generation, we say um, our native tongue was beaten out of our tupuna. So tupuna is another word for our ancestors. Don't forget to sign up for Beautiful Anonymous Plus at beautifulanonymous.com.